I know what I'm doing, okay? Do you? Yes. Here, we go. Here she goes. Here we go. You're like a dolphin. All right. This part's gonna hurt. I don't, I don't, I don't doubt it. Okay, let's do this. Okay. <sighs> Ooh. Oh, wait. What is that? You heard that? What's that sound? What's that sound? Is that the bullet? <gasps> That's bone. What? That's not right. Okay, um, what do the races say if you can't find the bullet? Uh, yeah, that's bone. You got the bone. I'm looking at my bone. <gasps> Look right here. Max, did you get shot twice? <sighs> that's the exit wound. Oh, it came out. Yep, nothing to remove. The bullet has exited the arm. Well, let's just sew that sucker up, huh? Yeah. Lights, camera, action. Welcome back to another episode of Happy Hour Films. As you all know, I'm Ross Bacon. I'm joined by my co-host, Mike McGuigan. Mike, say hi. How's everyone doing? And as you should know by now, we're a podcast where two guys sit and drink and talk about movies. Now, we are in our final week of Underappreciated Actors Month. Uh, we have talked about we have talked about Matthew Lillard. We have talked about Devin Sawa. We talked about Amanda Seyfried and, or Seyfried. And now we're going to talk about... about Seyfried. <laughs> or Seyfried, yeah. We're going to talk about uh, Amanda's co-star in her movie uh, Mean Girls. So... We're going to be talking about uh, the woman who plays Regina George. She also plays, now I have not seen this movie, but she also plays the hot chick, um, I believe, that stupid Rob uh, Schneider movie. She plays Allie in The Notebook. She is Claire Cleary in Wedding Crashers. She is also the time traveler's wife. She is Irene Adler. And unfortunately... She is also Detective Annie Bezzarides in probably the worst series season of True Detective. She was fine, but the whole damn season was just bad. And most recently, she's uh, famous for being Dr. Christine Palmer in the Doctor Strange movies. So she is obviously Rachel McAdams. And uh, again, she's pretty great. I mean... Yeah, uh, yeah. I was looking through her, like through all her movies and i'm like why hasn't she gotten like she's getting like big roles and she's gotten iconic roles but she deserves more <laughs> she, i think she's gotten trapped in like the nicholas sparks type movies like she's Which been sucks. trapped in those for a little bit because like when you think about it like, if you look at her and Seyfried, amanda's been she took a lot of like riskier roles like she yeah. took some like ballsy roles like jennifer's body and needy that's not that's not it's a fairly ballsy like move for her after mean girls but it's also not like let's stick with comedy you know it's it's yeah. not let's keep doing this let's do something different whereas rachel to start her career has like three different like two different comedies right off the bat so like with that well comedy and big giant quotes with the hot chick because it's you know rob schneider calling the hot chick a comedy is bold <laughs> yeah it's it's well the funniest thing is my wife and i we were in uh new orleans um back in october around our anniversary and we went to we went to uh, breakfast at this one place that had like a couple tvs on the wall and the hot chick was one of the movies that they were playing and i was like what the hell what are we doing <laughs> like why am i sitting here with this next to me <laughs> like, this is terrible but of course she did the notebook and when you do the notebook and that movie Arguably is the most iconic like romance movie of at least for a certain age group <laughs> absolutely of the last 25 years you know yeah. it's 
So for her to do that, she's that and Mean Girls back to back. That's like a double whammy right there. And unfortunately, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at what comes next. The same year, the year after the notebook, she had Red Eye, which was that thriller with Killian Murphy on the plane or something. I remember seeing it. I don't remember a damn thing about it. Um, then in 05, she, of course, had Wedding Crashers, which people remember more for Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson than they yeah. do for her. And yeah, because, like, you know, she doesn't play a dumb comedic character. She's an actual person. <laughs> yeah, she's an actual person, an actual character. But the funny thing is she's Christopher Walken's daughter in that. Yeah. And it's funny yeah, because... That movie, Christopher Walken's daughters are her and Isla Fisher. Like, what? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, that came from Christopher Walken. Okay. <laughs> but then, I mean, she's... Then I'm looking at... Okay, so now we're in The Lucky Ones, which I know The Lucky One singular is a Nicholas Sparks movie, but The Lucky Ones, plural, I don't know what that is. Married Life? I don't know what that is. State of play with Russell Crowe. That's something. Uh, Time Traveler's Wife right there. That's your that's your notebook. That's a I believe that's an adaptation of a book, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, she gets to be sure in Sherlock Holmes. She gets to be in RDJ's big next big movie after Iron Man. And it's Sherlock Holmes. And she, sadly enough, we I don't at least I only watched the first one. I didn't really watch Game of Shadows. Did you watch Game of Shadows? Yeah, I've watched both a lot. Is she in more of that? No, she Because I don't remember her. Early, spoiler alert. She dies very early in Game of Shadows. I was going to say, I don't remember her really being in that movie. She has, but... like, one big scene, and then she goes to, uh, then she goes for tea with Moriarty, and he poisons her with uh, tuberculosis. Because he's Moriarty, you know? Yeah. And then, then there's Morning Glory, which is, like, that morning show, I guess, rom-com? I don't know. Uh, Midnight in Paris, which I think is part of like, I don't know if that's that's the one. No, the Ethan Hawke one's like after midnight or whatever. Yeah, like after midnight, after uh, after dawn, after sunset or something. Then there's the vow before sunrise. Before sunrise is the yeah, something like that. Then yeah. there's the vow with Channing Tatum, which I don't even need to know. I can be ninety nine percent sure that's a Nicholas Sparks adaptation. <laughs> um, Passion, which if you look at the poster for it. It's kind of like, it looks like a really bad Lifetime movie. <laughs> like, she's staring down what looks to be, I think, Numi Rapace. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm going to, it's, uh, yeah, it's Numi Rapace. And, and then there's About Time, which I think has some sort of weird time travel element to it. Um, Aloha, that Bradley Cooper, um, that bomb, like, ever, movie. like yeah, people where, thought it was going to be good because of the cast and it ended up bombing. Because Emma Stone's like Asian in that, and she's not an Asian actress. <laughs> then Southpaw and True Detective hit, which was kind of like it wasn't a big comeback for her, but it was like the departure for her because hey, look, she's on a prestige show on HBO, you know. Which I mean, Southpaw also like I don't remember it getting rave reviews, but it, I remember it getting decent reviews. Right, and then of course she comes out hard in Spotlight and. She's in most of that. It's a great movie, and mm -hmm. she's great in it. Um, but then, of course, by then, that's 2015. So at that point, the vortex 
of the Marvel Universe starts to suck everyone in. And she is in Doctor Strange that next year is Christine Palmer. She gets the love interest that gets the least screen time. Right, exactly. (laughs) And then, of course, she does a movie we'll talk about tonight, 2018, Game Night, which, other than Regina George, I think is the highlight of her career. (laughs) I, I did really like it. I didn't expect, like, that was one of those movies where I'm like, I'm not going to go see that. It looks dumb, but watch it this week. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, Karen and I saw that in the theater. It was fucking hilarious. Like, it, it's so good. Um, and then, of course, there's... Now, this is a movie that I'm sure it's free on Netflix. It's one of those movies that, like, oh, is this a Netflix movie, you know? But it's got Will Ferrell in it. And it's called Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, where she plays Sigrid Eric's daughter, and she's on the poster with Will, so I'm guessing she's the other main character. And simply because it is a 2020 Will Ferrell movie with a stupid premise, I don't know if I want to actually watch it. You know, it's yeah. like this could either be hilariously stupid or it could be the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And then, of course, she's in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness because, you know, Christine Palmer had to come back for five minutes in that. And she basically plays her Wedding Crashers character, essentially, because Christine's getting married. <laughs> now, that would have been funny if it was like Wong and uh, Doctor Strange are like the Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson characters in that. And that's what the Multiverse of Madness is. <laughs> so I guess... Uh... But they'd have to be switched because, like, you, I mean, Doctor Strange is totally Vince Vaughn, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, does it really matter at that point with those two? <laughs> like, does it matter who's who? <laughs> I mean, Wong is basically comic comedic relief and everything. Now he's this new Stan Lee of the Marvel Universe, and yeah, it's 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 weird, but it's which it's, I mean, it's, I'm still a little upset that it's not Deadpool, but you know, you know, it eventually it will be because. What does Marvel have left, really? (laughs) They have nothing left. They gotta go X-Men. Right, because they just don't care anymore about telling coherent movies, like having coherent stories in movies. It's just throw the IP out there and mix it all up a little bit and hope the morons come back for the next one, which, again, Wakanda Forever, still haven't seen. It's not on Disney Plus yet. Even when it is, I'll probably get to it in about six months. You know, because fuck fuck Marvel at this point. I'm so sick of them. And I'm sick of them not giving a shit is really what it is. Like, I'm sick of them not giving a shit. At least I have DC to look forward to because James Gunn seems to be burning the house down and rebuilding it. <laughs> so at least there's I mean, that. Which you, I, as you should. <laughs> but I mean, again, like burning the house down is kind of being generous because they've already burnt the house down. He's really just pissing on the ashes and building a new house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we built this house out of... um out of birds eating chewing gum. Yeah, exactly. Then but, he gets that Simpsons reference. Yeah. <laughs> but we are, but yeah, we're going to discuss Rachel McAdams. But before we get into all that, we have to talk about what we're drinking. So Mike, what do you got? All right. So I went to Tom's River Brewing yesterday. Nice. And I got their Devil's Brew stick toss. So I guess it's a New Jersey, it's a New Jersey Devils uh themed beer. Oh, I think that. Somebody else has a Devil's beer. I think it's Jersey Girl has a NJ Devil's beer. Yeah, I actually didn't even realize. Like when I was at the when I was at the uh, brewery, this was my favorite of the. I got a flight. This was my favorite of the flight, so I ended up getting a four pack. Um, it's a Colch five percent, 
And it is just a really good coach. Like, it's not doing anything crazy. Uh, very, like, you can, it's easy to drink. It's not overbearing, not sitting heavy in your stomach or anything. It's a, it's a good barbecue beer, I feel like. <laughs> Most cultures are. They're usually, like, pretty easy to drink. They have a nice smooth taste to them. They're really mm-hmm. good. I know, um, I think Rogue has a good honey Kolsch. I think it's a good one that they have. But, um. All right, so yeah, I went, on the other hand, I went, my, today I went with my daughter because we were giving my wife a little bit of a break because she's a little, uh, got whatever daycare-itis that my bro- daughter brought home you know, a couple days ago. <laughs> so we got out and we went to Target and dicked around there for a little bit. Then I was like, honey, we got to we gotta give mommy a couple more, a little bit more time to have it by herself, so let's go beer shopping. So we go into Total Wine and I let my daughter pick out whatever beers I'll be drinking. So there are some weird ones although there is one that i almost had got to buy because my daughter kept pointing to it and there was a in total one employee that was like right there and he kept going "Mm -mm, mm -mm, not that one you you don't want that one (laughs) and it was like a hard seltzer like a shipyard hard seltzer yeah i was like i kept looking at him like really he's like no anything else in the building but that one i'm like wow (laughs) literally anything else you almost almost have to buy it at that point to see what he's talking about right that's what i was thinking i was like i don't know dude you're kind of selling me on this (laughs) you think you're trying not to but you kind of (laughs) are so one of the two that i'll be doing tonight is uh from victory brewing which is across the water uh across the bridge over there in the downing town and uh it's their brotherly love hazy ipa and uh it's very good it's not as hazy as most hazy ipas but it is just very good it's six percent and it's a uh it's a good smooth drink you can really taste the philly in it you know little taste but, um, of philly so <laughs> what, what does philly taste like i don't know i just like saying that <laughs> It probably if, if Philly had a taste, it wouldn't be a good beer. I can tell you that. <laughs> it would definitely be something else. Be like a Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> it would be something, you know. It'd be something bad. Um, oh, speaking of Pabst Blue Ribbon, I I watched uh, Blue Velvet, the David Lynch movie, the other night because it was like free on HBO Max or something. And I was always like, oh, this this is one of those movies that people are like, you need to see it. Plus, it's like one of Dennis Hopper's like most legendary performances. And yeah. at one point he screams at Kyle McLaughlin. He's like, Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I was laughing with, um, oh God, I was watching an episode of Rick and Morty where they bring up uh, David Lynch. And he's like, yeah, um, oh, it's the uh, it's the heist episode. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like I, this one I put in David Lynch movies. It's some random that I pretended to watch to tell my friends. <laughs> right, exactly. But um, but yeah, I mean that's that's a movie for another time because that's a that's a weird fucking movie. But then again, it's David Lynch. So a woman who is not in any David Lynch movies, unfortunately, is Rachel McAdams. Um, I think she'd be great yeah. in a David Lynch movie because she. I don't know. Everyone, it seems, was in that like Twin Peaks remake, like when that came back. So, like, I think she could have been in that; it would have been pretty great. But um, anyway, well, first, why don't we talk about Sherlock Holmes? We might as well get into that um, right. because it's probably the one I have the least to say about, you know. But um, it's directed by Guy Ritchie, and if you haven't seen it, it's Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law play Sherlock Holmes and Watson, um, and it's. It's fine. It's 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 okay. Like for some reason, I'm always I'm always intrigued by like the Sherlock Holmes stuff because there's always a good mystery around it all. Like the, yeah. the story's always really good. 
Well, yeah, because they're basing it off of Arthur Conan Doyle's original work, and his. I love the Sherlock Holmes stories. Um, this movie is like, I don't know, it's not bad enough to call it a guilty pleasure of mine, but it's no. like, it's it's a movie. I I saw it in theaters when I it came out when I was twelve, and I went, and I I mean I was fresh off the heels of being introduced to Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and I was, um. I was all in on him being Sherlock Holmes. Now his his accent that he does like that he his like quote unquote British accent yeah it works in the context of this movie, but it's not a good accent. Apparently, according to Guy Ritchie, it is though. <laughs> you know, Guy Ritchie was like, "Yeah, it's a good accent." It's like, is he being nice, <laughs> or, or is it good compared to what he made Brad Pitt do in Snatch? You know, it's <laughs> is what's the comparison here? Because Jude Law had to be sitting there like, dude, no, you might as well just be American Sherlock Holmes. You know, <laughs> let's not do this. <laughs> no. So they, there are some standout scenes in this movie. Like, I love when Irene Adler is first introduced into the movie and she, like, she screws around with Sherlock a little bit, leaves, and then you see her. Now, this is, like, a weird editing choice, I think, where they just kind of show her, like, almost looks like it. she just walks out of the building and yeah. up to the car. And then yeah. they show the flashback and she walks, like, three miles apparently yeah she takes like the <laughs> longest way possible to go around the corner <laughs> now i do when when the guy the flatter the flower people try to jump her and she just drops the baton beats the crap out of him pulls a knife and robs the guy I'm like yeah that's a that's irene adler <laughs> but that's the thing it's because batman is based off of sherlock holmes like the the, the world's greatest detective aspect is sherlock holmes mm-hmm. and when you look at it like that, Irene Adler is absolutely Catwoman. Yeah. And it's it's funny because most of the time she is the love interest. But as they say in this movie, she is much smarter than Sherlock Holmes. And she has beaten him, on, outsmarted him on, like, I think they say two specific occasions. Yeah. And then with this one, she's she very much pulls a Catwoman because she's working for a nefarious villain against her will really and that's kind of like catwoman's whole deal like and she's moriarty all- of course and so. it's all yeah it's moriarty which is funny because the fir- when this movie first came out there was a different voice coming out of the shadows for moriarty yeah and then they cast jared harris and then they redubbed everything for the releases for like the blu-ray and like the uh, the streaming releases that's why you hear jared harris's voice in this when you watch it the other night now, i do I, I actually like Sherlock Holmes 2 a bit better than this one. Um, because we actually get Moriarty, you know? Yeah. It's that char- It's the same reason with the TV show, with um the Benedict Cumberbatch show. Yeah. With whatever that actor's name is that plays Moriarty in that. He's fucking great on that and show. Jared Harris as Moriarty is also pretty awesome. Like, the scenes between him and Robert Downey Jr. are great. And yeah. the best Irene Adler scene... It's like two scenes, really. It's Sherlock Holmes basically stopping her from accidentally setting off a bomb and taking an envelope that she's supposed to deliver. And then you see her go off to tea with Moriarty and her failing because of Sherlock gets her killed. Right, right. And Andrew Scott is um, Moriarty in the, the Benedict Cumberbatch show. And yeah, she's, I mean, to actually get into like, Rachel in this show in this movie and or both of these movies this one more so because she's actually in it for most part this one she's very 
she seems very confident and she also gets yeah. to be american which ironically enough rachel McAdams is canadian but she actually gets that she doesn't have to put on an accent like they don't make her put on a dumb accent and they even give her i think she's even from new jersey in the yep, movie. Yep, there's the line yep. where she's like uh london is so dreary this time of year i'm not saying i take new jersey over it but right exactly and i was like oh hey <laughs> she's from new jersey but it's it's funny because when when she pops up on screen you're like oh good rachel mcadams is here and then she's great and then she's gone and you're like she saw it oh, for like 80 percent of the movie it's like the poochie like poochie from the simpsons like well where's poochie you know it's like well where's rachel mcadams you know <laughs> when's she coming back when's rachel mcadams it, it is funny when she drugs sherlock Holmes. right exactly and she and she's the one that leaves him like tied up naked like yeah. George Costanza to the bed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's like, the key to my release is under this pillow. Right. <laughs> and it's it's just, I mean, the whole, and that's the thing, like the whole mystery of it is great because and then the way they use her, she's not really like a love interest. She's an ex-girlfriend almost. That yeah. it's almost like the sort of like will they won't they situation still going on even though you know they probably won't you know and she's very much very devious and she's got her own story she's got her own means she's got her own um uh drive in this movie and then at the end she eventually be kind of becomes a sidekick but still she does get a lot of shit to do in this and she does get to be smart at the end too like they it, that's the thing that guy richie doesn't shy away from he doesn't shy away from actually giving her a little bit of a brain you know so she can be an actual character which is that is kind of a common thing with Guy Ritchie movies where the girl there may not be a very predominant girl character, but most of the girl characters are fairly strong. Like even you look at Snatch, like Mickey's mother is strong. Uh, my my favorite scene in the whole movie is when they try to rob the uh when they try to rob the bookie and the girl behind the counter is like, you know who who owns this bookie, right? All bets are off <laughs> such a great line i don't know why i always say that like if i ever see like um like ever see like one of those like betting commercials on tv for some reason in my head it just pops out all bets are off <laughs> i don't i'm not buying it we'll go because i ain't fucking selling it you know <laughs> and then Yo, of I course love snatch <laughs> it's such a great movie and there's an isolated quote for you mike <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but and then there's uh, even in the gentleman, like in the gentleman, um, again, I can't remember the actress's name, but Matthew McConaughey's wife, like she, yeah. she's really good in that too. And she's very much like her own character and like has yeah. like some, and she's got some power and authority to her as well. Like people should be legitimately scared of her. Like, Which is funny because like given the type of movies Guy Ritchie tends to direct, you wouldn't expect it. <laughs> yeah. The, oddly enough, the one where the, the female character is the least memorable is the one that is the most memorable character of all which is jasmine in the aladdin yeah. <laughs> you know? jasmine is one of the most famous disney princesses yet most people forget that she's even in that fucking movie <laughs> why because she sucks <laughs> and the rest now, of that I've, movie never, I've never seen his king arthur take um I, apparently it's not that worth seeing <laughs> it is not <laughs> it is definitely not it's one of those it's one of the ones where you get a they cast i think it's charlie hunnam i think is king arthur yeah. that he's from sons of anarchy i believe it's his tv show 
I think they caught him at the height of that when everyone was like, New Mexico or Arizona bikers are the greatest thing on TV. Let's try to make him a movie star. And that didn't translate because he wasn't allowed to be like himself, like he isn't the gentleman. So also they didn't, they're like, oh, we're, we can make a movie on the back of his star power. Even though Drew Law is also in the movie. But yeah, right. Then, it's like, well, maybe we should have gone right, to that guy. <laughs> they got it right with the gentleman where he can be like your kind of main character, but you need a lot of interesting characters around him. He can't be the only driving force. Exactly. And and that well, that's and that's also the thing with this movie, because there is Rachel in this, and then there's also um what's her name? Um Mary. Uh Watson's fiance. Yeah. She's played by Kelly Riley, who I believe is now um stuck in the Yellowstone vortex, I guess I'll call it, because that show keeps spinning off shows. And and I believe she's on the OG Yellowstone. I don't know if she's on any of the uh the follow-ups, but she's also in that true detective season two as well. I think she's Vince Vaughn's wife in that, if I remember correctly. But she's a really good British actress as well, you know. Oh and, yeah, I'm, I really like her character. She gets more to do. She does get more to do in Sherlock Holmes too. Yeah, I like mean, they, she would have she, to. In the end, she's like the real reason Moriarty ends up having his downfall. Like they find his little book of codes that like leads to all his shady finances, and Sherlock Holmes sends it to her and the guy from Scotland Yard, and she ends up being like the main one decoding it. Good. Yeah, I mean. And she's she's good. She's a good presence on screen. And it really it's funny because she's really she's good in this. But of the two, um, I'll call him European because the other one in Game Night is Irish. And she's also and I I love her and she's great. We'll get to her. But when it's funny because I'd almost rather they don't. And it's weird because you'd think there would be a scene in this movie between the two of them. Like yeah. Rachel McAdams and um Je- and Kelly Riley don't, I don't think have ever get like even in the start of the second movie I don't think you ever get the scene between the two of them which I think we almost like I think we need like for some reason I feel like we need those two teaming up to kick some ass it'd be kind of stupid and kind of like end gamey you know it's like well look at all the women on screen kicking ass it's like well now this one this one I think would be kind of fun you know (laughs) this one might actually not be pandering you know (laughs) yeah because like the both characters are both shown to be highly confident and right at in scenarios more confident than Sherlock Holmes and Watson right and uh yeah and that's the, like, and that's the thing because most of this movie is obviously Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock, but or as Detective Captain Jack Sparrow, basically because he kind of takes Sherlock and makes him a little bit like, ooh, like like Jack Sparrowy a little bit, and it's like, why does he have to be so weird? Like, I know the thing with Holmes is that he's an asshole, but he doesn't have to be like a weird asshole, you know? Yeah, they do kind of go the route of um, they almost kind of started a trend with it at least a small one because like most recently Benoit Blanc they show him between cases and he's like playing among us in a bath with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar right and he's also gay which is pretty uh, I find pretty great you know it's yeah. like oh Benoit Blanc's gay he's banging Hugh Grant nice <laughs> but yeah but I'm like it's like the whole between case depression type of deal yeah and it's like uh, that's the thing like I kind of want I kind of want like a detective movie 
that brings all of these detectives together. Like it brings in like Sherlock Holmes, Benoit Blanc. You even get like, I don't know, fucking what's his name from um the murder on the Orient Express, uh, Kenneth yeah. Branagh's character of whatever, you know, whoever he is. Put all three of them together and like have them detect off, you know? <laughs> Bruce Wayne, but pre ninja training. Right. <laughs> yeah, just when he's going through his detective training, when he's in the academy. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's in the academy. That'd be fun. Like, that's the thing I never mentioned about Bruce Wayne. He never went to the academy. Like, he's just a good guy. He just, he can just deduce the shit out of stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no professional training whatsoever. <laughs> but I think we really need that. When somebody needs to come up with that storyline, Bruce Wayne in the police academy, you know, trying to become a detective. <laughs> like, this is where it all began. <laughs> but, I mean, but yeah, but so for the little screen time that she does have in this, she is, Rachel McAdams is really great in it. And, you really do get to see how like how charming she really is. Like, and she really does the character justice. Like, yeah, she's it was a great casting for the character. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So on break and Mike, why don't you uh tell us how your beer is? All right. So I'm really enjoying this. It was the first time I ever actually went to uh the tasting room for Tom's River Brewing, and it's like kind of tucked away, but um, it's a pretty cool. <laughs> Me and my friend were laughing because it looked like they had an '80s home improvement show on there. <laughs> nice. Now, I this was my favorite of the four beers I tried, and it is just a really good Kolsch. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Just about. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I was kind of, I was kind of filling time waiting for you to drink. And, you know. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm just about done my first beer. Moving on to my second one. Again, really easy drink. Would absolutely buy it again. Nice. Yeah, I'm almost done my brotherly love hazy IPA, which is very good. And I, um, I just cracked open the uh, one of the other ones my daughter picked out for me, which is actually called Reverse Mermaid. <laughs> and there is a mildly disturbing can art here where we have. That always it, makes you think of reverse mermaid. It makes me think of the Family Guy episode where yeah. Bose is saved by a mermaid. He's like, "Well, are we gonna have sex?" And she's like, uh, "We usually like when we fantasize about it, it's the other way around." He's like, "Well, how is that gonna work? I wouldn't have a dick." Right. <laughs> and but, then she um, just pushes him over and he flops around like a fish. Yeah, yeah. And this one's got the fish, the fish woman top, the fish top ass with like a Betty tattooed like Suicide Girl Betty Boop like bottom half it's got like she's got like a little ass on her and everything i was like oh okay but um yeah it's 6.6 percent. it's from front porch brewing which is in connecticut i think it's uh yeah and it's north haven is when it's from and uh so i'm gonna have a sip of that Nicely, that's where the hazy one. That's where the haziness mm, is. A lot um, of haze. <laughs> it's not in the brotherly love. It's in the reverse mermaid, and uh, I think that's probably the citra hops. Like the citra hops really are like that citrusy like taste to them. Though so I think I do like when I think about it. I think I like the citra. Which hops make it the pine needly taste? I think that's the mosaic. That's or like I, warrior the, hops. <laughs> the citra hops are what I like in a IPA usually. Yeah, like it's it makes it better than you know the pine needles and whatever. But still, like that's the taste of the hazy beer right there. And it's like, oh okay, great. But I mean it's still good, it's still fine. But um, all right, so now on to game night, which is from 2018. 
directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Now, John Francis Daly in this movie is the guy who's heading the first trivia night when they first meet. He's also from the movie Waiting. He's like the kid from that. Uh, and the other guy, Jonathan Goldstein, is the director of the Vacation remake with Ed Helms and all that. But um, Rachel McAdams plays Annie in this, and she's Jason Bateman's uh, wife, and she's pretty great. <laughs> like she's, she's pretty awesome. great in this movie. This movie was way better than like I had it had any right being, and that uh, partially because every time I go into a Jason Bateman movie, I never know what I'm going to get. Like I, I'm always very torn on Jason Bateman. Well, you know you're getting Jason Bateman. Like, yeah. he's one of those actors that's never not playing himself. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you can get comedic Jason Bateman. You can get douchebag Jason Bateman. You can get uh, Jason Bateman trying to be lovable. <laughs> that's about I, it. Those are the three faces of Jason Bateman. <laughs> Jason Bateman really is. And uh, in this one, we get comedic jerk Jason Bateman. But he's a jerk because he hates his brother. And yeah. it's because his brother, Kyle Chandler, which, okay, <laughs> sure, they're brothers. I guess they have different parents, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's, it's funny because there are two standouts, three standouts in this movie, one of which is Rachel herself. She's great. Then the other two that steal this movie, one is Jesse Plemons as the next door neighbor, the cop, the next door neighbor, who oh is their God, former the scene where they're like, when he's just like standing at the lawn, he's like, it's also nice because then my dog can urinate. <laughs> who he's holding, by the way. <laughs> but <there's, laughs> it's. He is so good in this movie. He's such an amazing character. I love at the end when they're doing Pictionary and he's like drawing and he's like, it's Green Mile. How is that supposed to... What about that is Green Mile? He's like, that's me sitting in the cinema crying the whole time. How would any of us know that that's what happened when you watched it? He's like, well, I assume you all cried the whole time too. His drawing is of a guy crying. (laughs) It's so good because that's the other line earlier when... um, because the thing is, they they were friends with his ex-wife. And they weren't, he was just like the husband that was there because of that. And obviously he's a really weird dude, but they are coming home with the prepared for a game night and they have a bag full of three Tostito scoops or whatever. He says, Oh, that's a lot of Tostito scoops. And Bateman says, Yeah, they had a three for one day or whatever. He's like, How can that be profitable for the Frito Lay company? <laughs> but and then the other one who steals the movie, and he's only in it for like 30 seconds, is Michael C. Hall. And he plays... When Michael C. Hall showed up, like motherfucking Dexter. <laughs> he plays the Bulgarian, and he even does like the Dexter like forehead push. <laughs> yeah. Like the poke you in the forehead thing that Dexter used to do to all his victims. I was like, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> my favorite line from him too. He's like, what, you think we're going to sift through your poop? No, that's gross. <laughs> we're going to cut it out of you. Your feces. Yeah, he's like, no, hold still one. Cut it out. I want to cut your stomach open. <laughs> it's so good. And then of course, you know, there's obviously there's Rachel McAdams herself who plays Annie. She has some of she has two of my favorite line deliveries in the entire movie and the one scene that if you're not going to watch the rest of the movie at all there's one scene in this movie you have to watch and it's when they're they're in the alley trying to remove the bullet from jason bateman's arm and that whole sequence is one of the funniest damn things i've ever seen and at one point because she's looking at 
um, a tutorial on like an alt-right website to how to remove a bullet from an arm. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to skip past the racist stuff. Okay. So she goes through, she's, she's got the knife into his arm. She's like tapping on something. It's like tap, 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 tap. And she's like, what is that? What, what is that? Oh, that's bone. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and I love that they find out that the bullet was already like it already fell out. <laughs> the exit wounds like, oh, it came out. Oh. <laughs> well then let's get it squared up then. <laughs> now I also love um oh god, what's the character's name? There's like this kind of running gag. There's two running gags involving um Kevin. Uh, more and more the idiot friend character. the idiot friend yeah yeah now kevin i he's like man he's like man that's a strong glass table glass tables are acting weird tonight oh oh the black guy oh, okay yeah. the black guy i thought you were talking about the character billy magnuson plays um oh no that's ryan Ryan, that's it. Because Billy Madison's deal is he's always bringing these moron like like just hot morons to to game night um but no yeah yeah no lamore harris lamore harris is though is um kevin he's got my line of my favorite line of the movie where he goes holy shit you were so smart and unfaithful <laughs> that's i also love the running gag that <laughs> where he, he didn't know like she raised her hand for ne- or she drank for the celebrity thing he's like that's not denzel washington that's just the guy that looks like denzel washington nah nah <laughs> i'm not buying it <laughs> and then she starts to tell the story he's like he's like did he ever tell you his name was denzel she's like well no you know i, I said i knew who he was he's like mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then he was filling up his bmw mm-hmm. three series mm-hmm. <laughs> then we went back to his condo <laughs> he's like oh and now he uses the other room uh, spare room as an office <laughs> and then he's like <laughs> she zooms in on the picture and he's like oh when you zoom in the nose gives it away isn't it <laughs> and then you find what he uh in is it a post-credit scene where he meets the uh meets the one girl at the end <laughs> he meets Clemens's ex-wife at the gas yeah. station and he even says he's like most people don't even let me introduce myself you know? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that that those two are great um yeah, they're funny, but I the one that I really the one that I really love is hold on, let me pull up her name. Her name is Sharon Horgan, and she plays Sarah in this. Now, of course, she's also Nick Cage's wife in the unbearable yeah. way to massive talent. And she's funny in that, but she has to be like the annoyed wife in that. Mm-hmm. In this one, you get to see why she is such a great comedic actress. And She's absolutely hilarious in this movie. And it's it's she's she's so good, especially when she's playing off of um Ryan, who keeps yeah. making these dumb comments <laughs> like, I'm so glad I brought you because you're smart. And she's like, Oh yeah, great. No, <laughs> I also love the whole egg chase scene in the mansion. <laughs> yeah, that whole is sequence. It, is it Ryan that kind of gets caught? He's like, Does anyone know who this guy is? Yeah. He's yeah, like, because of uh he says the company from terminator doesn't he yeah ceo of cyber systems yeah. says. well that's that's the whole thing because um brooks is jason bateman's brother now he's an asshole we find out he's an asshole but we find it we we're introduced to him as he's this rich like venture capitalist who invested in panera bread and he's just like he's this complete rich asshole well he is super rich and he's coming to game night and ryan keeps saying he's like well the rich do game night differently he's like they have fight clubs and all that he's like no you got to stop reading BuzzFeed, man. You know, they just keep going. He's like, no, dude, 
The rich are not having fight clubs. Well, they get to Danny Houston's rich guy house. And of course, the first thing you walk into is him, these rich people having this fight club with two poor guys. Oh, let's go get them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, yeah, and then the whole sequence of like the Fabergé egg, like rolling and getting tossed and all yeah. that, and then escaping in the minivan. It's, it's so good. And Rachel McAdams is, she's so great because she and Bateman play so well off of each other. And it's, it's not, that's not like, I'm, I'm going to it's an accomplishment. Yes. But Jason Bateman always seems to play well off of people. Like he always seems to at least be Jason Bateman and good as Jason Bateman with other people, you know, it's, yeah. and it's, it's funny. It's rarely, it's actually him because like before you get like Charlie, uh, Charlie day and uh, Jason um, Sudeikis and horrible bosses. And then you also get uh, Ryan Reynolds in the changeup. Like you don't usually see him being paired with a woman. And so for him to be paired with Rachel McAdams, it's like, oh, it's like, okay, she's, let's see how funny she is. Well, we know she's funny from Mean Girls. You know, yeah. we know she's funny in Wedding Crashers. And yeah, Regina George established that she has comedic chops. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and then it's, it's, it's funny because in this, she's like, she's so good as just, She's excited to be in the game night. She's super excited to be playing the game. But even when, like, they, because at first they don't think any of the kid, those Brooks gets kidnapped because it's supposed to be the stage thing, like some, like, uh, like Jeffrey Wright and, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea Peretti. They're, they have like this, like, um, business that, like, well, you can rent people out. They will come and they will quote unquote kidnap somebody. And then you have to follow the clues and you have to get them back. It's like an escape room, but out in the world. And, when these real dudes bust in and take child Kyle Chandler away, everyone's like, oh, it's such a great in-depth game and all that. <laughs> and, like, McAdams is really good at, like, playing along with that. I love when she has the gun, too. <laughs> yeah, the way she's just, like, waving the gun around. Yeah. She's dancing through uh, Third Eye Blind in the bar, in, like, that really shitty bar. She holds the bartender at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the mic. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, doing karaoke with the microphone, with the gun. And it's it's so good because then when she when she learns that it's actually real like they are caught up in some real criminal activity she's still like into it <laughs> like she's still into like continuing to do this and like just say it through to the end the only thing about the movie that i don't really like is that most of it there is the weird i mean it kind of has to happen with them because it's a married couple the subplot of them trying to have a kid and it's yeah. like yeah i get it that Brooks and the jealousy of him might be why Jason Bateman, you know, is can't get her pregnant and all that, whatever. But it comes up in bad times. Like it comes up in, during the egg, like the invasion of Danny Houston's home. And it's like, well, do we have time for this? <laughs> you got time to just discuss this right now? <laughs> that's and I love how like that's handled too, because like it's it's so dumb that it's funny because like they're throwing around this priceless Fabergé egg and Every time they throw it, the guy, they don't catch the other people. They just they just immediately abandon pursuit of anyone who does not have the egg at that time. Right, exactly. And yeah, it's it's funny because the whole the whole the other move, the other line of that McAdams has, because at one point at the end, it's just Bateman and McAdams, and they're trying to get Brooks back from um from Michael C. Hall's The Bulgarian, and they're at an airstrip, and 
Jason Bateman's hiding behind a car and Rachel McAdams is behind like the stair, like the um, conveyor belt that takes luggage up to the side of the, of the plane. And one of the goons is like the Jason, Michael Seale's goons looking for, and he's underneath the bottom of like, at the bottom of like the conveyor belt where a big crate is sitting up at the top. And they have to charade, like uh, McAdams has to be charaded of what to do. So Bateman's charading uh, push. He's like, push the button or like turn the belt or something like that. Turn on the belt is what it is. And so she hits it. And it's just super slow. Like, it's this comedically slow movement that the guy hears. He just takes a step back and falls. Well, then he catches her by the door of the plane. And she, and he's like, she's like, oh, my God, you got to let me go. I have a family. I have kids at home and all that. And he's like, yeah, not with that ass. You don't. And she's like, oh, well, thank you. you know. <laughs> and then the plane jets turn on. And the guy gets sucked through the jets. And he's fucking liquefied. And yes. she's like, yes. Oh, no, he died. <laughs> Just the way that she delivers. Oh no, he died. It's such a just, good delivery. Just so we're, we're clear, uh, Michael C. Hall is in fact not Bulgarian. I wanted to see if he was. <laughs> yeah, no, he is, he is no, not. I, I, I wanted to see his ethnicity. I was like, is Michael C. Hall Bulgarian? Michael C. Hall, I believe, is from Bulgarian, South Carolina. What? <laughs> I believe he's from South Carolina. <laughs> I guess yeah, no, he's... I was trying to see like what his like heritage descent is i'm like is, is he uh is he of bulgarian descent he doesn't look like he's of bulgarian descent no i'm sorry he's from south. right he's from raleigh north carolina so uh but apparently of his descent is purebred uk it's like, it's like uh, irish english scotch scottish and welsh yeah just just look at the guy and you can pretty much guess what where he's from <laughs> No, it's it's not like the mysterious are they Canadian questions. You know, it's like yeah. is Rachel McAdams Canadian? Is Ryan Gosling Canadian? You know, it's like Ryan Reynolds Canadian, Seth uh, Seth Rogen. Are all of these people Canadian? Well, they might be. <laughs> you know, well, if the person is sexy and named Ryan, they're probably Canadian. Yeah, they probably are. There, there is a good chance that they are. At least, no. I, I would say seven out of ten sexy Ryans were born in Canada. <laughs> Name a third sexy Ryan from Canada no, no. without Googling it. No, no. Name a third sexy Ryan. Yeah, yeah Ryan's just an unattractive name. It's not like we have the Chris's, you know, there's like 10 famous Chris's in Hollywood. There's only like two famous Ryan's. You know what? <laughs> guess what now you gotta prove it do a survey of the world you're gonna take a census find everyone named ryan decide how attractive they are and see if they're canadian <laughs> <laughs> or just do like a canadian survey of all of the ryans and see where they stand on like the reynolds to <laughs> yeah, scale. <laughs> find out canada if, like once a kid reaches like 16 and people decide that he's like all right this kid's attractive your name's ryan now <laughs> or no, it's 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 both. It could be both. Um, because I believe, and I'm looking it up. I believe Ryan Styles is also Canadian. I think. I I don't know. I think he might be, but it's like okay. So are you funny? Yes. All right. Are you like incredibly hilarious? No matter what you try, and incredible at re at um improv. Then oh, he is Canadian. Okay. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, now you, you get to be Ryan Styles. You get to look like him. Are you sexy funny? 
Okay, you get to be Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Are you sexy but can also be funny? Okay, you get to be Ryan Gosling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, there's there's I, I three th- Canadian Ryans, and oh, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not that many good results are coming up. <laughs> Not that many good results. <laughs> Wait, there's a Twitter thing that I gotta look into it. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. I for all people out there, it was in a uh, in a interview with Ryan Reynolds. Someone said, "Of all the Canadian Ryans, you've got to be in the top three. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And um, all right, just so we can stop the hate mail, Ryan Styles was born in Seattle. But raised in Canada about after the age of ten, so I don't. I don't know. I don't think he qualifies. <laughs> no, he's not a born and bred Canadian. He is a adapted Canadian. <laughs> he, he is not. He did not evolve from a hockey puck. No, he did not. He did not. Because um, if any, I'm pretty sure all Canadians start off as hockey pucks. I think that's they're like eggs. They're birthed out of hockey pucks. They're. uh like they're like their parents give birth to a hockey puck and they hatch, you know. I think that's how it comes out. <laughs> I think uh, the mom drops a hockey puck and the dad has to shoot it from across the rink. And if he makes it into the net, they become an NHL player. <laughs> if they miss, they have to be something just else. A regular Canadian. <laughs> they have to be something else. <laughs> wow, dad's got to make that shot then. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. We got a we got another Ryan Reynolds. We don't have enough. We don't have a maple leaf this time, honey. <laughs> this isn't a Claude Giroux. This is a Ryan Reynolds. Right. It's like, fuck, he's going to be wildly famous internationally. He's going to own a soccer team. God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. We missed it a laugh. Now we got a Gosling. God damn it. <laughs> he's just going to be one of the sexiest men on the planet. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> And the thing is, if the goal gets saved, he becomes Seth Rogen. You know, <laughs> like, oh no, we got a Seth on our hands. <laughs> if he misses entirely, he becomes Chad Kroger. <laughs> if it's a girl, yeah, it's Emily hits Levine. it too hard and shatters the ice. Then he becomes Chad Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to make sure the joke actually works. <laughs> if Yes, if he completely shoots it out of the rink, he becomes William Shatner. <laughs> I couldn't remember if Shatner was actually Canadian or not. <laughs> now, this is making me think of the episode of South Park where Ike accidentally gets, uh, he accidentally gets like uh testosterone pills when he's oh, yeah, yeah. and he he's <laughs> and he uh, goes through puberty at like the age of three <laughs> right. but they show the health minister of canada and he's like no let's talk how babies are born he's like, <laughs> he's like first your wife please in your face <laughs> right but uh no one told him about the hockey puck ritual <laughs> that's right but and to our Canadian listeners, we know that's how it happened. Where we know we know our our medicine is sound. We know that's how the Canadian biology works. But um, yeah, you guys evolved from hockey pucks. We evolved from cheeseburgers. Yeah, 
It's yeah. the natural order of it. Yeah, it's just how it is, you know. So, and Brits, some of you, <laughs> the and, Brits evolved from bangers and mash. <laughs> yeah, and some of you Canadians actually become Rachel McAdams, the person at one point we were actually talking about. Yes. So, <laughs> but I mean, just to, to wrap it up with her, she's 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 great, and it really does kind of suck that she's been corrupted now by the marvel universe like it would it would have been great if she was the one if she was like uh and she got to stay out of it at least for now because i know amanda's gonna show up in one of these she fits the underappreciated bill better than seyfried at this point yeah because the goddamn emmys and golden globes (laughs) those bastards had to give her something but um but yeah no rachel mcgannis is great and it's like, I hadn't seen one of her movies in a while until we watched Mean Girls and Game Night. And I was like, oh, I forgot how great she is. You know, she is really great. And it's funny that her most iconic role as Regina George is one of the meanest people in all of movies. And there's an interview she did back in like 05 with Conan O'Brien. And it's funny because in that interview, she's either nervous because she's not used to do, being famous yet, I don't think. But it's also Conan. So when you interview with Conan, he's going to be the one that takes the tension out from you. Like, he's going to make sure if anyone's going to be embarrassed, it's going to be him, you know? So, and it's funny, he keeps saying to her, he's like, you're one of the nicest people, yet you play the meanest people in movies. <laughs> and, and of course, like, she she was talking about, she was promoting, like, the family stone or something, where she gets to be mean to Sarah Jessica Parker, with good reason. And... It's it's funny because it's like, oh, you know, she she's talking about it. She's almost like she was almost like embarrassed to have been good at being mean to Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't need to be embarrassed about that. <laughs> you definitely don't need to be embarrassed about that. <laughs> but that's probably enough on Rachel McAdams. Uh we do love her and we wish her the best. And uh Mike, where can people already find us or tell their friends where to find us for your streaming pleasure you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, overcasting just about anywhere else you get your podcast from thanks to anchor you find us on social media on instagram facebook and youtube at happy hour films podcast go like all our shit subscribe to our shit comment on our shit yeah and with um i believe the oscar nominations are going to be uh tuesday i believe is when they're coming out because we film this on sundays we record this on sundays uh we might have our next uh i'm gonna say we're probably gonna have our next youtube video um about just talking about those and whether or not we agree with them but um so we might have a special uh video coming out for that but next week the podcast rolls on and we are in a new month and a new theme and this is also another one because no one else requests us to do anything. Uh, this is from listener Brian. It's from our friend Brian. It's another uh, theme month that he requested because recently, I don't know if anyone's seen it, the trailer for Cocaine Bear was released. And <laughs> of that amazing story, Brian was like, if you've seen the trailer, he's like, you guys should do a month of animal movies. And I was like, that's a great idea. I think that is great. And then now, I made Ross, the mistake. Ross made me undersell what is arguably the second greatest franchise in movie history behind the Mighty Ducks. The well, most valuable the primate, most I made, primate, and most extreme primate. I made the mistake of saying this to Mike, and he suddenly, he quickly, I will say, rattled off three of those three movies. And I, I don't know why i even agreed to do this entire month based based solely off the fact that those movies exist um 
I, I don't know if I think this is a giant mistake and we're going to get it out of the way up front. So the first <laughs> week we're going to be talking how about monkey, how could a chimpanzee playing hockey be a giant mistake? How I, f- I ask you, I feel like I'm going to find out. <laughs> so the first week we're going to be talking about probably the most, well, definitely the most family friendly of the, of the animal movies that we'll be talking about. So I'm we're going to be talking be, about I'm air bud. Animal pals week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about air bud. We're going to talk about Most Valuable Primate, and I'm sure the sequels that Mike has committed to memory that I will not be watching. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to be talking about Free Willy, which is a yet another uh, animal movie that is fairly famous. And we got some good ones lined up because I mean, if you're expecting like like um, what's a Milo and Otis or, you know, whatever, some other bullshit dog, whatever the one where Toby Maguire is a dog or whatever the fuck, like, wait, not- wait, we might have to readjust because we did not pick Keanu as one of the movies where Keanu Reeves voices a cat named Keanu. Yeah, but he only voices a cat in like one scene in that movie. And I don't <laughs> think the cat's really even in the movie, <laughs> but we can bring it up if we want, but yeah, it's, it won't be an official entry, but yeah, but most of the other movies will not be um, so kid friendly. Let's put it that way. But um, so when next week when we talk about involved. yeah, so next week when we talk about some animal movies, uh, I until then I have been Ross Baker. I've been Mike McGuigan. We'll see you guys next time. So long. <laughs>